0: Today is President's Day. It also marks a year since former President Jimmy Carter went into hospice care. Joining us on The Record on WCBS is presidential historian Dr. Lindsay Shervinsky, a senior fellow at the SMU Center for Presidential History. Dr. Shervinsky, great to talk with you today. I know people have been speaking glowingly of Jimmy Carter in the year since he entered hospice, but that wasn't always the case. Was he underappreciated as an American president?
1: Yeah, you're right. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, You're correct that he was, I think, really seen as almost a failed president when he first left office. And partly that was because he lost his reelection campaign. And I think we tend to put too much emphasis on whether or not a president serves two terms or one. I think over time, we've also been able to better appreciate the things he did contribute while he was in office. So actually, a lot of the economic turnaround That came to fruition during Reagan's presidency and the environmental protections that Carter put in place. A lot of that stuff really did happen when Carter was in office, and it just took us some time to really appreciate them. But then, of course, his post presidential life has been really one of service and humble service in a way that I think we don't see too often among very famous people. And so It's caused us, I think, to have a new look at what we should appreciate about him and his legacy.
0: I know people may look at Jimmy Carter and they think Iran hostages and they think runaway inflation. I would think that what President Carter achieved with the Camp David Middle East Peace Accords would outweigh all of that and put him near the top of a presidential list.
1: Yeah, it certainly should. I would add to that list, he took some really important steps on civil rights and um, trying to reduce the, uh, the inequality in terms of lived existence between white and Black Americans. As I mentioned, he did take some really important steps on environmental protection. He took some very unpopular steps to bring down that inflation, and it took a little while to feel it, which is, I think, why Reagan tends to get more economic credit, but there's a lot from his presidency that I think really does deserve a lot of praise.
0: You know, there is a saying that time is a great equalizer. Jimmy Carter has been out of office now for more than 43 years, which is just mind boggling. That time has been kind to his legacy, hasn't it?
1: It really has. And, you know, it's one of the reasons that I think we have to be careful about judging a presidential legacy too quickly because often we still feel the emotions of the partisan tensions of when they were in office, and we we can't necessarily assess their their pros and cons or their flaws and strengths when we're so close to it. But also, it's important to look in context of who came before them and who came after them. And so I think one of the things that has really equalized Jimmy Carter over those 40 years is seeing how well he has comported himself in post-presidential life And that is something that absolutely belongs as part of this bigger picture.
0: I certainly don't want this interview to turn into a Jimmy Carter obituary. He is still with us at the age of 99. Today is President's Day. And what I also want to not do is devolve into the somehow obligatory best presidents of all time, worst presidents of all times list. How about this? In your mind, who's our most underrated or underappreciated president?
1: Well, like all historians, I'm going to have trouble picking just one. The first, and this is the one that I've spent actually the last couple of years writing about, is John Adams. He is really underappreciated because anyone who came after George Washington was going to have a terrible time. It was going to be miserable because Washington was so beloved and so famous and so well regarded, even among those who were sort of his political opponents, that anyone who came after was going to pale in comparison. And John Adams knew that, and he did it anyway, which took remarkable political courage. He also took really essential and bold steps to ensure peace with France, which was not necessarily popular in his own party, but was essential to the nation's future. He defended the executive branch from sort of attacks within and helped establish presidential power in a way that was really important. But most importantly, when he lost, he went home, and he didn't throw a fuss, and he didn't contest the election, and he didn't give any space to federalist schemes to try and overthrow the results. And that was a radical and a revolutionary act, which we expect of our presidents. But he really started that precedent. And it's really important to remember.
0: Always a great discussion with presidential historian Lindsey Shervinsky On this President's Day, Dr. Shervinsky, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.